0: Hey, and welcome to episode 27, Property Mastermind podcast with Hilary Saxton. Today's podcast is, do rooming houses make good property developments? Wow, this is going to be an interesting show. Got the amazing Bob Anderson with me again. He's such a powerhouse when it comes to knowledge. And we're going to be covering, what are rooming houses like technically? Um, Are they good investments? Who are they for? How you get involved? This is going to be great. So jump into episode 27 with Bob and I. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 27. Do rooming houses make good property developments? Before we get started and kick off giving away again... Secrets of Property Millionaires Exposed, the book with all of the different strategies in. And I'm giving this this week to Sione and Adelaide Kipu. They just recently joined our community and uh, they actually got a bit of a deal. We had a Black Friday sale, but they they upgraded to the bundle, which was a really good move for them. And they are on a property mission. So uh, one of these is in the post to you tomorrow morning and I'll look forward to hearing how it goes for you. Anyway, let's talk about property developing rooming houses bob first of all yeah thanks for coming oh yeah <laughs> thanks for coming all the way down the hall thank you now all the way if this is your first time listening you have to know that bob is a legend uh 38 years in the property developing space and currently building a retirement village supporting mentoring students to do big small fat and tall honestly this guy <laughs> what he doesn't know is ridiculous i don't think there's i don't know what you don't know but anyway you are well, a I wealth I of... I don't know. Yeah, no one knows what you don't know, but you never fail to astound me with your property developing knowledge and your willingness to share, too, I have to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it's about.
0: We've so, got a Bob, great
1: community to share with.
0: We do have a great community. So, yeah, if you want to join our community, uh, we've got our Facebook open pages, Property Developer Secrets and Hacks. Jump into there. Uh, well, it's a group, actually. So go there. But anyway, let's get on to the podcast. Are rooming houses good property developments, Bob?
1: They are, uh, even if you're a developer, and selling them, or why not develop and hold it? Mm. Because they do pump cash.
0: They are cash pumpers. <laughs> cash pumpers. <laughs> when you say that, think of one of those yabby yeah, pump yabby things you do when pump. we go well, fishing. Well, I do
1: pump yabbies. Yeah, uh, and I like pumping yabbies when we're going fishing. But I, I, love the, I love something that pumps cash as
0: yeah. well. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's
1: what we want. Yeah, so so rooming houses or, you know, generally you could say you hear the term rent by room Mm. and that can take different forms of which rooming houses are one.
0: I suppose this is like, yeah, define what is a rooming house.
1: Yeah, well, okay, let's define rent by room. Mm -hmm. So typically, you know, if we have an investment property, it doesn't matter if it's a house or an apartment, townhouse, whatever it is, we generally rent to one person or, you know, it might be one family or, you know,
0: well, so, or, or mostly we hope it's one family we find out it's three.
1: <laughs> find out three four <laughs> families Legally where we need there. to run, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I've had that, you know. I know you have. <laughs> I know you have. D-rama, anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. So typically that's that's our, our tenants, you know, a family or just a person of people. And we rent the whole house. That's mm. the point. We rent the whole house. Rent by room is where you rent rooms to individuals. Mm. And that, I mean, that can take... Different forms, you know, talk about rooming houses, which is today's subject. Could be student accommodation, it could be boarding houses, boarding houses. There's yeah.
0: differences between all of those. Mm-hmm.
1: And so today, it's it's rooming houses. So, yeah. you know, the rules around rooming houses mm. vary so much from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, not just state to state.
0: Yeah, councils they vary. Even, even
1: council, even within the one state, you can have different rules at at councils. Mm. And then you've got different, not just, you know, how they're how they run and how they're operated, but...
0: Um, the amount of people you can have in them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Are the
0: tax laws different as well in different states, or do mm. they pretty much stay the same?
1: Yeah, no, pretty much the same. But look, around, around rooming houses, if you're going to develop them, you really need to get local knowledge. In Excellent. other words, the council area that you're going to develop in... Uh, what, what are the rules around it? because That's like
0: every development, Bob. You really need to have the council knowledge, you do. Hey? You yeah You
1: do. You do yeah. need local because council, council are the ones that approve it. Mm. And uh, as you know, you know, councils can vary from one council to another. But, you know, there's well, – well, down the road from where we live and where we, where we used to live in Brisbane, uh, you can go up to five unrelated per- people in a house. So – yeah, that typically might be five bedrooms, and that
0: it? was what that's under the definition of a rooming house. Well, it's
1: how many occupants you're yep. allowed. Yep. I can remember the day when it used to be six, mm-hmm. and I can't remember when it might have been fifteen or twenty years ago. Now I can't remember. It's all a bit of a blur. Yeah. <laughs> um, Changed it from six down to five, but then I've seen other councils where it's as low as three, and then I've seen somewhere where it's as high as you know, eight or nine.
0: So, if you've got a, a like a rooming house with five rooms in, and there's a husband and wife in one room, I know that's not the norm because they're generally not the demographic or not often husband and wife, but yeah. it can be. Does that count as two oh, because it's one room?
1: <laughs> Once again, it's back to that, but you, you could call them a unit, I guess, right? Uh, in in uh, in relation to that, I've done student accommodation where we've had single rooms for single students mm. and then like double rooms for you know where a, a couple you know two students might go and that could be two singles or a double depending on what sort of relationship they've got so yeah you know that's that's more to do with the you know furnishing but yeah back to the rules of course yeah and so that's one of the first things you need to know is is that and why it's different you know from say a boarding house some people call rooming houses modern boarding houses but but they're they're not because that's often a, a different definition uh, and boarding houses, you know, if you think about what they typically are. They're they, more
0: like a, just a bedroom, aren't they? They don't yeah. necessarily get the whole – because rooming houses pretty much have the little bathroom, the kitchen, mostly.
1: It, it's shared accommodation, a rooming house, yeah. in that uh, there's some common sharing, mm. and that could be a kitchen. Laundry. Laundry. Lounge a, room. A, yeah, yeah, there might be like a, a, a large lounge room where – People go to watch telly or mm. maybe even two, you know, mm. if sometimes one on each level Different or whatever. Different channels. But some of it's shared. It's not fully self-contained. Yeah. Some have like a little tiny kitchenette. They have like an extended bedroom. When I want to say tiny kitchenette's like a little cupboard with maybe a microwave and, mm. or whatever there, you know. But really, uh, generally, you know, typically they they share a kitchen. It doesn't mm. have to be that way. I mean, I, you, there's some shared accommodation that shares bathrooms. But, mm. but generally... Uh, you know, a lot of them have, have their own bathrooms. Oh, my God. i
0: want got to share a story about a sharing bathroom. All right. Tell me. Well,
1: <laughs> totally off the <this> subject.
0: <laughs> totally off subject. <laughs> Maybe years and years ago, the internet was fairly new and my son got so – he was pretty excited. I think I've talked to about him twice in a row now. Um, but he, he wanted to book the accommodation. I was coming to Australia to do a, a course over here, I worked a with weekend course or whatever it was, um, and he – he said he was like so excited that he found me this really, really reasonable accommodation. And hmm. and I let him go ahead and do it. I like, I like you know, was, to me, it was empowering for him yeah, to yeah. use the internet. Like, go back, this was probably 20 years ago, you know, that it, it would be close to, hmm. or maybe a bit less, but you know, quite a way. Anyway, he books the accommodation. I get over here. It was like a, it was more like a wardrobe <laughs> <laughs> and I had a shared bathroom.
1: Shared bathroom. <laughs> so, did yeah. it have a lock on the
0: bathroom door? Oh, no, it like said. It's like a girl's common room i don't know it's like oh, oh it's terrible anyway just i never i never told him that because i was like oh my goodness he so stifles like,
1: stifle his willingness to, no. want to help
0: oh he, it was just really good learning he was only about Next time check it out oh yes yeah i mean these days when he's you know a four-year-old could do it but that was early days on the internet you mm-hmm. know anyway back to the story
1: back to the story yes yeah. so yeah so it's shared. a facilities of some sort mm. you go to boarding houses as you say they're often a room with lots of shared facilities they could you know, <laughs> like, some,
0: like the hotel i some, stayed in, Victoria, hotel. in melbourne it was actually
1: <laughs> yeah well some of them have you know shared bathrooms shared kitchens yeah. almost shared everything so you're just down to a bedroom with a wardrobe mm. in some cases and uh, often more people yeah sometimes you get 15 20 25 so people in a boarding house ask, on-site what, manager
0: why more people in a boarding house than a rooming house what's that about
1: oh it's just it's a different definition different Right. Of what they are, I mean, it's it's often uh, I don't know how to say it nicely, but it's often in, in poorer areas, mm. shall we say? You know, I uh, did
0: know the demographic is generally a little bit more lower socio, and hmm. a um, boarding house. Yeah, and lower rent house. because
1: you don't get as much, yeah. and the facilities aren't as good, and mm. you've got a lot more people, so there's a privacy isn't as good, and and you have an on-site manager, which 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 you need. So, Bob. Anyway, that's boarding houses. Yeah, but that's but what it's not.
0: No, so I suppose that leads me to building of rooming houses or you know, the construction or the developing of them, I mm. should say. More often than not, a rooming house is purpose built. Whereas a boarding house can be a house converted.
1: Yeah, some of the cheaper boarding houses are where, where you see, you know, it might have been an old five bedroom house and they jack it it's up and
0: home. build
1: underneath, drop another five bedrooms and another, you know, bathroom downstairs yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, but but a good – I mean, you can convert a house to a rooming house. Yes. But often it's not worth it. Because you've got soundproofing. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. There's, there's fire separation. There's fire code issues. Because see, a normal house and a townhouse, normal house, that's what you call a Class 1A building. mm what we're talking about here is a Class 1B, so there's more requirements. Right. Uh, you know, I won't bother going through them, but you, you can have a look the I'd, building
0: I bet be, he knows them all.
1: <laughs> But, oh, well, there's lots of things to do yeah. with fire alarms. Yeah. We do with escape and separation, fire separation, noise attenuation, all that sort yeah. of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, to convert an existing house to a rooming house is often not worth the effort and then mm. you end up getting like maybe not the tenants you want, you get a lower rent, you spent a lot of money mm. retrofitting things, that you're often better off building a new purpose-built mm. one exactly like you said, where you can design it today with, with modern facilities, you know, modern, modern, modern building technology mm.
0: Mm. And, and you'll get... That's a good point, modern can, building technology, yeah. especially with like... The internet these days, yeah, yeah, yeah. gosh, well, you know,
1: yeah, wiring, insulation, yeah, uh, soundproofing, you know, right, yeah, soundproofing everything, and that way you, and, and you can choose where you do it, mm. and that way you'll get generally a better quality tenant and mm. and more rent and yeah, you know, a good yield. Of course, a new building, minimum maintenance, lots of depreciation. I mean, that's you know that's the major reasons why you'd want to build a new purpose built. Uh, so it is, yeah. Different from from the others. Different from student accommodation. Different from boarding houses.
0: We've actually got somebody who actually we spoke. He wanted to join our mentoring program last week. He had a yeah. conversation, and he actually purpose builds, um, reaming houses. Rooming houses, yeah, he right does. now. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, he
1: does. He does does quite a bit of that.
0: And th- th- but they are mostly built. Uh, and like, rooming houses are generally in medium sort of, uh, you know, the medium class. i want to say, yeah. medium class spot. Yeah, and it's a sad thing to say, are, but yeah. And that's
1: what I'd shoot for as a developer. Yes, I mean, you can go to the lower socio-economic area. Certainly, land's cheaper there. Mm. Uh, it'd still cost you the exact same price to build. Mm. So all you're doing is saving perhaps on some land costs, but then you know you're going to attract are you going to attract i should say the right type of tenant and the right rental i'd say probably is you know like most likely it's going to be like lower end yeah and and then is it is it worth it or or do you do a bit different and go you know as you say a medium
0: Mm.
1: uh type area you know such thing that's going to to vary from place to place and shoot a bit better Go, go for really good design uh really good fit out You know everything, like make Mm. it look really good, Mm. Uh, and not like you. A lot of people think of a rooming house because it is shorter term accommodation. It doesn't mean that it's um, a lower form of tenant. There's lots of people who are in transitional stages. Mm. You know, I
0: I think that the their main demographic, believe it or not, of uh, of tem- of tenant in a rooming house is woman over fifty five. That's hmm. I think that's the high, the current highest demographic, and they're employed. Their mothers, sisters, aunties, cousins, and they're like nurses. It's, it's it's just a really standard. And like you say, it might be a transition period, or they just might not want to live with somebody else, like as such. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and
0: but need a bit of company as well.
1: Oh yeah, I mean there's social aspects. If you get into a good quality one, then you're going to have good quality tenants. So mm. those those around you, uh, you know, you might have common interests and the like.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the way it's sort of heading mm. at the moment. So if it was me doing one, I'd do one above what you might consider the average, slightly better area mm. and and better quality. It doesn't cost much more to put some quality into the design mm, and the fit out. Mm, mm. Really, but it's more than pays itself back mm. in the quality of tenant, and people tend to stay longer. Mm. So, so you've got less, you know, turnover. Mm. They stay longer. They're perhaps a tenant who's more respectful of the property mm. and will pay a higher rent.
0: Mm. And the rents in a rooming house include the power, the internet, everything is included. in... Is that standard? Yeah. I do know yeah. that
1: that's general, yeah. but is yeah. that standard? Typically. Typically, yeah. Uh, it's a bit hard to metre a yeah. bedroom. No. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, and um, so as a result, you know, the room rental is, well, look, it varies a lot. It's going to vary from city to city because some cities have high normal rent, so they're going to – but, you know, I mean, a room could be $300 a, night, uh, a week, I should say, not mm. a night, uh, or it could be, you know, 450 mm. I mean, there's – there's, I've seen examples of uh, rooming houses new ones in the same suburb mm. uh, where the difference could be a hundred dollars ah. up to you know 50 even up to 80 maybe even a hundred dollars per week different per uh, rental because mm. of a much a much nicer mucher Better, better, better design, better managed, and management's a big thing.
0: Management, management on site. I don't know the answer.
1: No, to the not on. Note. not on. Not on these smaller ones. No, mm. no. But you need a specialist manager. Yeah. Because this is what what could typically be called short term accommodation. Mm. You know, a typical investment property that you own, you might be looking for twelve month lease. I mean, sometimes there are even two year leases on buildings. Mm. These these aren't like that. It's a different tenancy. Uh, arrangement altogether.
0: I do know that if you don't pay your rent, you, they can give you 48 hours' notice to get out.
1: Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, Not that i yeah, <laughs> yeah, depending on the jurisdiction and what the rules are around tenants and tenants' rights. But mm. this is a different... This, short, this is short-term accommodation.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so it isn't necessarily under the Residential Tenancies Act as such. You know, mm. how, how it's dealt with is a bit different from from uh, from normal buildings. So what you really need is a specialist property manager, somebody who manages rooming houses. Not has quite like a few on the books. Like I used to
0: do. No, no, not like you.
1: No. Who has quite a few rooming houses on the books. They understand the type of client. They understand, you know, everything about it. Mm. A lot of your average real estate agents steer away from that sort of management because they don't understand it, for mm. one. Now, you will pay a higher percentage of your rent as a management fee on a rooming house because... There's more people coming and going.
0: Yeah. Uh, There's a lot more work involved. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, it's the same even in – you think of holiday management. If you ever Mm. owned a holiday unit, uh, you pay up the manager higher amount because there's people coming and going all the time, whereas, you know, the average real estate agent, their average might be, you know, 12-month leases. Mm. Uh, So – so you know three r-
0: cheques a year out the door. Yeah,
1: so r- rather than you know seven percent, like it might be, it might be fifteen. But remember, you're getting a much bigger rent,
0: mm.
1: much bigger rent.
0: And I think one of the benefits of the uh, the amount of like the rent being higher is also if say you've got five, if one person leaves, you've still got those other four people paying their rent. So it's not such a loss because you know when you're looking for a tenant, if you've got an empty house and you're you know you're needing that money to cover you know s- expenses, you can start bleeding. So it's actually quite – I mean, that is a benefit. That's a
1: good point. Yeah. It's a bit like – although it's residential, it's sort of quasi-commercial in a way. Mm. It's a bit like –
0: I love that word, quasi. Quasi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of uh, commercial – uh, investments. Let's say little strip shops where mm. you might have five shops and mm. one's vacant. or well, you got four. Mm. Uh, you might have a little industrial complex where you have got, you know, a panel beater here and mechanic there and somebody else. You know, you got three or four. And all
0: tenants. all on the same day. No,
1: no, and 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 that's why it's good here. Mm. And uh, also when when you're looking at how to value mm. a rooming house, it, and and the same with pure uh, student accommodation. The same with lots of things. It's closer to commercial the way you value it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. With commercial, when you're valuing it, I'll just be pretty general here. But it's often a, a, what you call a cap a cap rate of the the net annual rental. So it's a multiplier. It's so many times. So many... The yeah, annual rental.
0: Weeks, yeah. Yeah,
1: whereas, you know, in the normal real estate market, it's just comparable sales. You know, a house, what's my house worth? Well, let's compare it to the one over the road that sold last week. Mm. You know, let's compare it to the one in the next street that sold three weeks ago. You're just comparing, mm. uh, and it's house to house. Mm. It's, you know, size and quality and size of the land, all that stuff. But But with these... Because they're like quasi commercial, mm,
0: there he goes. Seem to like that what, what word of, worse, I've used
1: it again for you. <laughs> Thank quasi. You. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, it, it's a multiplier of mm. of the rental, and uh, because you've got a high rental, they, they can become quite valuable, mm. uh, much more than uh, much more valuable than if it was let's say let's say you did a five bedroom uh, house to take five tenants as a rooming house, that would be worth more as if you built the exact identical house. Just as a renter,
0: mm.
1: because it's valued in a different ah, using a different yeah. methodology.
0: D- that's that's something I learned probably a couple of years ago, and I had a mess of oh my goodness, is that why? I always used to ask Bob, why is it with commercial when shops are empty, they don't just make the the, the leases cheaper, and it be, it's because of the way they're valued. They're valued on the income they receive, so they're better off having it empty, Well on on what the potential income is. Yeah. They? yeah, And so would that be the same with would they let somebody just say worst case scenario, they're in an area where they're struggling to get um, tenants. Would they give them two weeks free for that same reason? Oh,
1: you, yeah. Yeah. And you often see that in commercial rather than drop the rent, they'll give freebies yeah. away. So they'll pay the normal rent, but they'll fit it out, or they'll I think I've just give them two or off, three months rent break. You know,
0: I, I would have closed off so many brain loops just then. There'd be a lot of people think that would have thought like me. Why would they not just make the rent cheaper because mm. it devalues their building? Mm. They There, I've just thank you for all those people that are thinking. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. Because seriously, I used to think that all the time. To me, it was just practical, but now I get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they and they are they are great renters. Mm. You know, if you think of, I um, oh, just look. Say you build a, a good, a good one, mm. five bedrooms, could be rented for four hundred uh, a room per, per week. Mm. So four hundred a week. What's that? Two thousand. That's roughly. Well, let's say a year. Mm. Is that about twenty thousand? Yeah, twenty-one thousand. Call it twenty-one thousand. You got five.
0: Oh, per room. Yeah. 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 What
1: do you got? You got one hundred and five thousand gross income. Mm. Now, you've got. Uh, management to come off of that, and if that was fifteen percent, you know, you're still up around like eighty-five thousand. There's a few other outgoings, you know, rates, insurance, and the like. Uh, but but we're also getting like non-cash deductions, like depreciation on a new building as well, which mm. which is a great help in the first five years. I mean, that is a that is a big income earner. A lot of people, that's what they earn.
0: Mm. I think
1: the average wage is I don't know somewhere 60, 65. I don't know. Some I think it's something around that. Mm you can pull that out of one five-bedroom house. Mm. Like if you're talking about replacing your income. Mm. And, and what some people are doing is, is doing like two side-by-sides. So they might get... Uh, they're, they're sort of combining a small subdivision with a build. So let's just say... I'll, I'll make it up. Let's just say we've got an 800-square-metre lot mm-hmm. that we can subdivide into two 400-square-metres. And that, that's often the case around the country. And you built a house on each of those two 400 square metre lots. Just think that's that's the strategy. And so you could have two side by side. So you do the subdivision into two lots. You can build, you, if you got enough capital, you could build them both at the same time. Or you could build one and get it up get it tenanted Stage and build, and build yes. the other one next door. It's a bit slower.
0: Financial stepping. Yeah, yeah, and you
1: can use that to gear into your next one because all of a sudden your income goes up, and mm. obviously. You know, if you didn't have the capital to build two at the same time, but you could get one or you bring an investor in, who cares, as long as you do it. And do banks
0: off- like them as an, as an investment? Yeah,
1: look, so, so they do, but sometimes they lend a bit differently on it. You've got to go to a good broker who's familiar with financing these sorts yeah. of investments because some banks will lend lower on them. I'll call them a specialised security, and they'll sort of lend right down around sixty percent on, on on some. But mm. but if you shop around, uh, you can get uh, you know a, a financial, if you like that's going to lend maybe eighty percent. Mm. Because if you think about it, like let's say a bank, let's say a banks lending at at bank rates, but they're only going to lend you uh, forty, you know sixty percent. Mm. But there might be not a not a normal bank a oh, quasi bank.
0: Oh, quasi. It might, down, lend Bob. You, might
1: lend you eighty per cent at a slightly higher interest rate. Mm. So you're better off paying a bit of an extra interest rate and preserving your capital so you can go into another one. Yeah. Than giving the bank more equity and having a, a, lo- a lower prices, interest rate. When yeah. when if when the interest isn't the big component like it often is on a normal mm. investment, you know, when you're pulling over a hundred grand a year gross. So mm. so in some cases that but but bottom line is uh, you need to shop around for the right finance, mm. and maybe that involves getting a good broker who's familiar with with these types of things as well.
0: So, Bob, you've done one like this. What? How? Do you think, that's a great story you and actually share it for us.
1: Ah, oh, well, I, I love I love developing and holding stuff that pumps cash.
0: Oh, here we go. Yeah, we've the passed. ultimate's
1: retirement villages, which is my buzz, mm. and has been for a long time. Uh, but oh, look, I've done like say student accommodation. Uh, I did, uh, I was involved. Actually, I'll tell you a quick backstory if you got the time. Mm, I, I got, got the time. I used to do a lot of developments and they used to be financed by Bank West. Now, Bank West aren't a big player in finance these days, uh, but they used to be. Mm. And uh, this was pre GFC, so in the early 2000s. And I had a special deal running with them. They used to finance me 90%. Of course you did. 90%. <laughs> well, I, they, they like me and I like them. And uh, I, used to, I cut this deal where I'd actually give them back a little bit of profit share mm-hmm. in, in the, just at a flat rate and they everybody else was getting 80% loans in those days, 80% of costs. Not and I was, Bob
0: Anderson, though. No, get, he negotiated.
1: I got up to 90 by giving them just a little I bit can't back. can't believe Yeah, it. so that, that enabled that. me to do more projects, mm. uh, twice as many if you think it will, of your equity going from 10 to 20 or 20 to 10. But anyway, because of my relationship, I got a call one day from the bank. They said, look, We've had somebody come in here who wants to do some student accommodation but they they just haven't got it all together. Uh, but we would do it if you if you were behind it, you know, if you're organising it. So it
0: someone else had gone in and applied for a loan and then they reach out to you on the side and say, we'll only loan these people money hmm. if you're involved. Yeah. What as you, If you manage it, if you're part of it, well, what did you have to do? It,
1: they didn't care but at, at the very least run it. Yeah. So anyway, I made contact with this person. Oh my goodness! Talk about how many mistakes could one person make? How
0: many mistakes?
1: Plenty. Yeah. So what he, brilliant. What he had right on the opposite side of the street to a university. Good spot. I mean, the other side of the street, like twenty meters away, basically. He had two old houses, and they were rented to students, and they did very well. They're on are both on about oh, I think six hundred meter lots. He got an approval because he wanted to do student accommodation. Mm. He got an approval, got a development approval, and then rocked off to the bank thinking he could get a 90% loan like... like de- you. Well, not like <laughs> me so much, uh, but but like like you could on normal uh, you know, residential Resident, real estate. Yeah. But two things here. One, it is a commercial proposition, this mm. big student accommodation block that he got. Uh, The other thing is it is specialised security. So the banks typically wouldn't lend above 60% on on a project like that. And so he's rocked up with his 10%, not with his 40%. He snookered, can't get the money. So besides that, he had no experience. So the banks said, well, you know, what can you do about turning it into a deal for him? You know, then we'll, we'll back him. And so I had a look at it. And what he designed was a three-storey, basically an apartment block, really heavy construction, mm. parking on ground, two levels. And I think he came up with 30 bedrooms in there, but it was heavy construction. And I had a look at it. had a talk to my architect. We dropped that DA altogether and, and did a new one. And what we did is we did two townhouses on each of the two blocks. That's mm. four townhouses. And each townhouse, because this was multi-unit and not not houses, we weren't restricted at the time, it may have changed because it's a few years ago now, we weren't restricted to the five or six-bedroom thing back mm. then. And so each townhouse had nine bedrooms and nine bathrooms. Each each bedroom had a little metre-wide ensuite, and and there was four of them. So it was 36 bedrooms. So I got it down to 36 bedrooms, not 30 or 32, and the bill cost was about two-thirds of what it was with the other building, uh, plus it wasn't spread over two lots, which meant we could develop two on one lot and then develop two on the other, and, and stage that, the finance. Well, what it meant, well, and at the time we could rent each room for just over three hundred dollars a, a week. So each townhouse was producing two thousand seven hundred dollars. So the four of them produced ten thousand dollars a week. It's mm. half a million dollars a year in 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 income, uh, and and brand new can be managed. Uh, I should say that you know what the guys role with. He was a, he was a property manager. Oh. Big jump between a property manager and developer, as he found out. But anyway, his intention was to, to manage his own uh, development, mm. and so did he uh, keep them Bob? Yeah, yeah, the whole the lot. Edge. Yeah, yeah. D- did them two at a time. Oh. I, I, I of course got um, got amply rewarded mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for what I did, but you know he came out it really well. He made one major mistake though, and I've seen a couple of people do this. So listen up, folks. Because he got a development permit, and in his head he thought he was just going to run off and get the finance. You wouldn't believe it. He demolished both the houses.
0: Oh, prior. Oh, so no one. Came prior prior out. to
1: getting his finance. Oh no. He then got knocked back, but now he's got oh. no houses,
0: um, and so he's
1: got no income. Oh, no. And we had to go and get a new development permit, which you know took about. Five months, Mm. no rent coming in. Mm. Then we had to get the construction certificate. Then we had to organise the finance and and everything.
0: And finance with no income. Yeah. Oh no. Uh,
1: No income off these. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to pull in family members and all sorts of people into it to to shore up some income. There you
0: go. Tip for new players. Don't demolish your house. Never demo until Until you (laughs) sort (laughs) of.
1: Until you got your finance at least. You know, like the the thing is that uh, he had his mortgages were with a a bank. Saint George doesn't matter. It's no secret. Couldn't tell Saint George. No, you can't go and tell Saint George. Oh, oh, by the way, I've just I just—I cooked
0: it. The, <laughs> I cooked it. The, mate. the two
1: houses that you have as security over these loans no mm. longer exist. Mm. And uh, it was like eight thousand dollars a month he had to come up with. Um, For like that, because period he had no rent. Months. Yeah, <gasps> oh, yeah. Gosh. There you yeah go. So if you could do anything wrong, he did it. That but would be it. I saved him. Yeah, I've had to save a few people. How from many their own bags, mistakes.
0: Oh, I know, I know. Oh, I know plenty of stories. You've got so many good stories. <laughs> wow, that is a good story. But that's uh, <laughs>
1: nine nine bedrooms each townhouse, thirty six bedrooms, cranking ten grand a week. Wow, straight over the road from the uni.
0: Wow, so yeah. that's more of a boarding house than a rooming well, house. Well,
1: that's that's a student accommodation. Yes,
0: because that's course. what
1: I got it approved as. Mm. Uh, because we did it as student accommodation, mm. I got the parking right down to like six car parks, and mm. that's what enabled us to get it on. Had I gone just normal townhouses, random to students, you can't get away with it.
0: No. So back to the rooming houses. Yeah, people, good diversion. I oh know, it was a good story. <laughs> uh, and well, it's all kind of relative, it mixes in. Hmm. But if people want to get you know, get involved, there are a lot of, um, you can own like one room, not everyone, you know, they, they do construct them like that. Or, or that can't be the case. It would be like a... But
1: that's pretty complex when people yeah. own a room. I have actually seen... Hmm. I've seen everything mm. i worked with a guy once who had a uh, backpackers mm-hmm. and he managed to strata title off the rooms
0: <laughs> okay it so they, c- that means they were, in, they were that means they were individual uh, but
1: yeah but look i'm yeah, yeah i wouldn't be doing that i'd just be having the house
0: and so you would have the, a group of investors do that sort of thing
1: oh look however people want to do it you mm. know um because what you're really doing is you're building a house mm. It's a little bit more expensive because of, of things you have to do with fireproofing and soundproofing mm. and that sort of thing, but but it's not that much more expensive. Mm. So, you know, it's something you could do yourself. Mm. Uh, like, if you can afford to buy a block of land and build a house... You, Why you can, wouldn't you? ..you can do it. But yeah. but the point is, like, you really have to know what you're doing. You have to get the right design. So you, you need the right thing. So, for instance... Uh, getting getting your development permits. You need the right architect who's really familiar with this type He's of all con- design yeah. and has done many. Mm. You need a, a town planner, ideally, that's familiar with getting them all through council because uh, there are little tricks and twists and turns, you know, mm. on getting these things done properly, mm. uh, not like doing a house.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, from a building point of view, the, the standard building construction, mm. but they need to be designed, materials, everything needs to be absolutely spot on. Mm. Definitely from a management point of view, mm. you have to get an experienced manager who's got a lot of experience in renting room by room. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's like it's like everything. It, it is different. There's little quirks, little twists and turns. Mm. And it's about getting the right team together who's very familiar with this sort of mm. thing.
0: I suppose it's like what I'm doing with NDIS. Yeah. You've got to have the people that have got the connections that are doing, there's so much... Yeah, some yeah, of your yeah, boxes yeah. that need ticking and you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah you it's,
1: it's the same there, you know, knowing the right SDAs to go to, yeah. to, to get all your leases up uh, set up front to de-risk the whole project. So many Mm. people do NDIS and just shoot off there and build stuff, doesn't comply, they never get tenants. Mm. You know, it's a a real mess. And I
0: suppose that also goes back to, like we alluded to before, with often converting isn't the best idea. You're actually better off starting from scratch and making them specialised Mm. developments.
1: Definitely, that's... What I recommend, mm. yeah,
0: Bob. I think that I think we've um, covered quite a bit there, and I think I think it's probably mm. enough. What well, I hope that everyone found that useful. I'm yes. Sure,
1: they're all excited at the rentals.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, the rental, yeah, the yield. Whew, <laughs> crikey, yeah. I think I think that's good. Anything okay. you'd like to say in closing?
1: No, other than we started off saying, well, are they a good development? Mm. The yeah. answer is yes. Like any development, you have to do it right, mm. and they're the sort of thing that you would want to keep because of the cash flow. Mm. Cash is king. We know that, mm. and. Uh, it's it's a great type of investment that you can keep that will, you know, continue to uh, create cash for forever, and it can you can use it as a job replacement mm. as well. It's uh, insane.
0: We've got a few people that have done the property mastermind course that have gone down that road. We see yeah. it on social media. They're mm. very much into them. So and,
1: and great for self-managed super funds. You know, if mm. you can get them into your self-managed super fund, you can't you're, well, obviously you can't just develop in your self-managed super fund. But if you can get them into your self-managed super fund, then, then at the right time, imagine cr- cranking you know, um, 85000 net a year in your super fund and not paying, been, it's got to be structured, right? And then at some point in your life you're not actually paying tax out of
0: it. So, mm.
1: You know, they're great for that. Yeah, that's that's my close.
0: That's your close. Well, I think there's a fab close. It was a fab chat, Bob. Thanks so much for sharing oh, your wealth of knowledge. And uh, that was the end of episode 27. So the Kepoos, you'll be receiving this in the mail. And if you'd like to want a copy of the Property Millionaires Exposed, which has the strategies of many property people with different strategies and different ways of making money from property just send me an email um, comment favorably on the youtube channel or on, on apple podcasts and let me know that you'd like it i'll reach out and send one in the post to you it's a great read it's a great cozy present too half my family received these last year so and that's it for episode 27 so we will catch you next week Bye. bye